Live from Vanadil. Limit Break Radio. With your host, and Nero, Callo, Argit Lamp, and Sale. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com. Welcome to Limit Break Radio's spectacular annual platinum extravaganza edition call-in bonanza special volume one. First of all, I know you, everyone out there will notice a change in the sound quality. We apologize. It's really the only way to, to, uh, to do this effectively and have people be able to call in with their questions. So you sacrifice some quality, but y'all get to participate in the show. So I think that's a, a, a pretty fair trade-off. A lot has happened uh, since the last episode. The new update finally hit, hitting uh, December 19th. And, uh, man, what a cool update. Oh, Salvage. Oh, I cannot wait. I am so excited to do Salvage. And, in fact, it's going to be my only goal from now on is to do Salvages and get that Aries gear. That's what I want. Ditto. Scotty's gear is absolutely through the roof, which is funny because I just spent weeks getting my dragon harness, and now the Scotty's harness is twice as good. Now, obviously, there are a couple of voices missing from the cast. Arjit and Sale not able to join us uh, uh, for this wonderful occasion and experiment. Uh, they're having their own holiday celebrations with their families, but uh, myself, Aniro, and Paolo are here to answer your questions. But before we start opening the lines and getting to your calls, we wanted to talk a little bit just about the update that hit uh, and just filling you in on some of the information uh, that, uh, that, that the update has brought. The first of which being Salvage, which uh, looks to be the Ergon version of Dynamis and Limbus. Uh, special areas, I think it's anywhere from uh, 6 to 18 uh, players can enter. You can enter at any time. You can only enter once, I think, in a 24-hour period. And, uh, and and all the specifics of the event have been posted on the Play Online uh, website. Uh, you can uh, you can check those out there. Uh, don't really want to get into too many specifics. We'll leave that for the next actual episode of Limit Break Radio. Um, but uh, I'm I'm so hyped about Salvage. Kawa, what do you think? There's nothing left to do. I mean, forget Sky, for, forget Seed. Salvage is definitely the place to be right now. And I gotta say, the salvage equipment that that has that has come out. Uh, don't really want to, uh, you know, don't want to get too in depth about it now. But I I have to say, uh, it's some of the best equipment in the game. I, I am so excited. I, I don't know. Maybe I can only. Uh, maybe I only have my my Dark Knight blinders on it. I can't see it from the perspective of any other jobs. And to to be fair, I haven't really looked at any other armor sets. I've been too busy drooling over the Ares armor. Uh, I did look at the Scotty's gear. That uh, it does look pretty impressive. But the mages, I just kind of passed along and and and, yeah. and eh, whatever. But um, uh, we we will cover the the armor sets and and salvage the event in in more depth. But uh, part of the problem is is that uh, with you know with a new battle system uh, there are no um, uh, strategies uh, being put out there yet and 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 people are working on them but you know only a couple of days with the update I'm sure we'll start seeing 
uh, strategies come out for that sometime soon. And and uh, I'm really yeah I'm really looking forward to, uh, to to seeing how it plays out and and the event goes. Um, now, on top of that, there were also some changes and additions to chocobo raising, uh, including the addition of Camp Quay, which we announced on the last episode, which is a place where adventurers can bring their chocobos to interact with others, as well as view conditions of the other participants' animals, and it's now open. You can check it out. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't checked it out. Kahlo, have you? I, I, I in fact, uh, stopped my chocobo raising after, uh, after retiring poor Dunkel. Yep, uh, not yet. They have introduced new NPCs into each of the Chocobo stables. You form a party with other people who have Chocobos, talk to this NPC, and you are then transported there for the event. But I have yet to witness it for myself, seeing as how I don't have a Chocobo at the moment. Uh, the other addition with uh, with the Chocobo Raising is the uh, Chocobo Hot and Cold game, which is a new treasure hunting activity for Chocobos and their owners. Um, that that's another you know like I said not raising any chocobos at the moment, uh, but uh, but here's some here's a little bit of specifics about it. A new quest to obtain uh, the new chocobo ability treasure finder has been introduced. The ability will increase a chocobo's ability to locate treasure when playing the chocobo hot and cold game. So it is it is part of the chocobo hot and cold game. Uh, two new beneficial statuses, bursting with vitality and sparkling with intelligence, have been added. Uh, when a chocobo is affected by these, not only will the training programs yield better results, but the chocobo will also be more receptive to physical and mental stimulation. Uh, previously, a chocobo being in love would only negatively affect the success rate of its training. However, this, this status will now sometimes benefit the chocobo. Uh, and also, when taking your chocobo for a walk, it may now find items for you. There has also been a couple changes to Besieged. Players can now earn limit points afterwards instead of just experience points. And when transported out of Besieged, thanks to the player number restriction, all HP drink statuses will be removed. Um, Mog Lockers also increased to 70 items. Thank you, SE, for that. Yay! There's also a lot of new quests originating from the Treasures of Ergen have been... Added. I know there's some centering around the Serpent Generals. Very interesting, uh, I've heard. Um, teleport transportation to Tulia. Again, the sky entrances from the crags. Haven't really found out what the prerequisites for that is yet. There's also been the Paladin job adjustments to Sentinel, Rampart, and Shield Mastery. I was actually talking to Arjit, and he said that with the additions to these job traits that it's basically like having Invincible up. He, he was freaking out. He said that this is like, you know, the, he, he goes, they could get rid of Invincible right now and I wouldn't care because I can basically use it every five minutes anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, yeah. a big, big update for Paladins here. And, uh, and yeah, I really, I, I really think that they, they got some much needed love. Mm-hmm, Yeah. He, he, he says it, it, it's also better than Invincible 2 because you're also generating more enmity at the same time. Yeah. So there was also the changes to the blue magic. Your absorb spells got shortened up. Very excited about, uh, about that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there was also some adjustments to the Corsair ability of Rapid Shot and Quick Draws. They also got Light Shot and Dark Shot, which instead of just doing damage before... Also, the light shot does sleep now. Dark shot has the effect of dispel. And 
I'm not going to lie, when I first read this next one, it, it, it actually made me want to level Puppet just enough to walk around with it. But now, as a Puppet Master, whenever you do an emote, your Puppet will do the same emote. Yes, that's, uh, that's kind of a, a neat little addition for Puppet Masters. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I like that. Obviously, there's the new gear that we mentioned for Salvage. New items can be stored with special NPCs, the, uh, the Bomb Lantern, Pumpkin Lantern, different event things and whatnot. There have been multiple synthesis and desynthesis recipes added, and there's been quite a few system-related things, one of which, uh, the more helpful one, is before the only language buttons that they had when seeking par party was English and Japanese. They have now added French, German, and other. Very cool. Also, and this is a pretty big one among the entire populace of Vanadil, due to the extreme popularity of the Kraken Club and trouble arising as a result of a large number of players attempting to acquire the item, the monster that previously dropped the club, Lord of Anzozo, will no longer do so. A new method of obtaining the item has currently been released, and that is a BCNM60 known as Under Arms. I, I, think, I think that's pretty much it uh, for... for uh, most of the stuff pertaining to the update. So, uh, very big update, very cool. Uh, looking forward to to definitely doing salvage in that gear, and I'm just going to be pining over that gear until I can uh, I can get it. My grubby little mitts. Um, why don't we uh, Why don't we get to to your calls and open up the lines? Uh, Asuka from the Siren server. How's it going, Asuka? It's going all right. How about you guys? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I thought maybe a good topic would be sort of Blue Mage and the other new jobs in general. Because one of the things I've been finding as I've been leveling up is I stack with a White Mage and a Black Mage. And more recently, I've been doing almost nothing but support spells, despite the fact that I have a ninja sub, because between the curing spells and Diamond Hide, which is party-wide stone skin, I've been supporting the White Mage more than the damage dealers in combat. Really? Have you thought about, or do you have other subs leveled for such situations? Um, not really. I've been meaning to level a mage sub. I'm just really lazy about it. Most of what I have is damage dealing since I leveled Sam to 75 first. I've definitely partied with a lot of different blue mages with, with a range of different subs, and usually if, if they have a ninja sub, they're doing damage, or if they have a white mage sub, they're doing support. So... I don't know, I guess, I guess it's just kind of weird to, uh, to hear a party, you know, asking you to do one thing when you're outfitted for another, although with other jobs it, it's not as weird. Well, it's not so much that they ask me, it's that we've started doing a lot of Bibiki Bay parties since, you know, no one's there anymore. And yeah, that's we've true. We've been fighting Dommels, and Dommels just take forever to die because they have Healing Breeze. So a lot of the times I'll end up sort of helping out the white mage, keeping people alive because they hit hard and last long. Uh, and all the while you're still outfitted to DD. Well, for the most part, yeah, but recently I bought a Lamia mantle for some additional MP. Uh, and most of my gear is actually MP+, plus, except for earrings and my belt okay. and my neck piece. Really, you know, Blue Mage is so versatile that it can do, uh, it, it can fill almost any role in a party depending on what kind of other jobs it has around it to support it. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, I, think, I think the fact that, you know, 
with with you partying in Babiki Bay, that might have uh, a, a lot to do with it because um, I, it, in Odd Oregon, in the Odd Oregon zones, you can definitely burn so much faster. Oh. And, and, and that's really where you see a lot of Blue Mages DD, mostly because I don't think they have to do... Uh, the work or support the mages as much because uh, I don't see the mages doing that much to begin with in, in out in you know like St. Arthur Meyer or you know uh, Bafflow Thickets or, or whatever and and so um, that may have a large part to do with it um, but also it, uh, again I, I also think that that speaks to Blue Mage's versatility. Definitely and I do still have a lot of my damage dealing set up. I have an armament mantle with me I have a dexterity and strength ring. I have some more damage dealing pants, I guess. But generally, I use in Bibiki Bay. I use the MP setup for additional healing ability. Yeah. So oh, then, yeah. have you thought about then leveling, you know, a white mage or red mage or whatever sub blue mage would use in a support situation for said area? Well, I have been thinking about leveling red mage, but I can't stand white mage, so that's probably out. But <laughs> I'm right there with you. Red Mage, I have been trying to convince my, the two people I static with to switch their jobs on 18 so we can get those to 37. Because I would like to get a Mage sub for this. Yeah, I've uh, definitely got to see Blue Mage, White Mage in, in, in combat situations, and it's, it's pretty amazing. They definitely, definitely do a good job. So I guess that was sort of an introduction to my question, which is, what do you think Blue Mage and Corsair and Puppet Master are going to really do in the in-game situations? Because one of the people I was with in my old Dynamis Link shell was a Blue Mage. He was up at, I guess, about 68 or so when we were, did a Dynamis Juno run. Mm-hmm. And he had no Red Mage support in his party. And there was a white mage outside of the party that almost never helped him, and we only had about five deaths in the party in the entire run. He kept wow. people alive with two spells over and over again. Nice. Well, I think it's variable. I think that, um, as I said before, I think that you know, blue mage is so versatile, specifically blue mage, that it can fit any situation. It can DD. It can enfeeble. It can buff. It can, it can do, fill all these type of roles. What I don't think you'll see is I don't think you'll see it doing something really specialized, like, uh, for example, tanking. I don't think that at Endgame and for H&M, stuff like that, that it would be a good tank. Obviously, you'll want a ninja or a paladin. Um, um, but, I mean, great DD, and, and I've seen Blue Mage in action uh, in some Dynamis runs that I've done, and also uh, and, and doing, doing gods and stuff like that, um, that, you know, they, they also put really competitive damage numbers up on the board with other DDs, uh, mm-hmm. Dark Knights, Dragoons, Warriors, uh, and, and so... Um, 
you, you know, uh, like I said, I, I think that Blue Mage can do can do a lot of things and and do it well, also in Endgame, not just party situations. Uh, mm. Puppet Master, even even having Elmer on the show, uh, I'm I'm still not quite sure where Puppet Master fits in uh, to the grand equation, especially when it comes to Endgame type of activities. I've never I've never actually seen a Puppet Master in action, and and from what Elmer says, it's it's a very viable job, uh, but uh, you know, without playing it and and also without seeing it in action, uh, it's it's pretty tough to uh, to, to speak to that. Um, Corsair is also another one. I, I uh, you'll see that mostly in Endgame, I think, as uh, a support class filling the job of uh, similar similar to that of a Red Mage or a Bard. Here's my uh, I have a quick theory on Puppet Master for you. Elmer mentioned that when fighting gods, that the puppet does considerable more damage than what normal people do on gods as opposed to normal mobs. So my question is, in Salvage, if the puppet is restricted in the same way that the players are, or if the puppet has unrestricted damage in the earlier levels? That's a really good question. I actually never thought of that. I don't know if, if, if the same rules would apply to Dragoons and, and, and Summons, although... You, you, you can't call your your wyvern in the beginning either, so right. I don't know. Uh, uh, interesting though. As far as corsairs go, go, the way that I look at it is perhaps following the type of paths that rangers do. I mean, obviously they do have their buffing, but I know that rangers tend to kite quite a few gods, and corsairs having some of the same capabilities as ranger plus their own buffs. Example: the evasion boost could possibly fill that role as well. And for Blue Maids, just like Annie, they're, they're so versatile, it's hard to sort of put them into one spot because they can play all across the board. Well, what do you think, uh, Asuka? What do you think uh, we'll see for Endgame as far as the, the three new jobs? I'll start with Puppet Master, I guess. And I've only played Puppet Master for about 20 levels. I'm not really sure, like you, where they'll fit into the whole in-game scenario. I think more likely they'll be sort of a rear support job, since a lot of their gear has sort of been the mage gear, so like they get the Sears gear at 30. Mm-hmm. And I think sort of what Screenings has been subtly designating is that the Puppet Master stays back and subs a mage and then allows their puppet to be the damage dealer, mm-hmm. or second yeah. if you have the mage model, and sort of almost have two people in one party slot. So I think it'll be something more like that, that you'll have a sort of a small healer and then a small damage dealer. How about for Corsair and Blue Mage? What do you think about those two? Uh, Corsair, I think it'll be, like you said, mostly sort of kiting, especially once you have a ninja sub on. Um, I think they're definitely going to be less than rangers without Shadowbind, which has always been a very popular thing to use for kiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it'll be mostly buffing and kiting or doing heavy amounts of damage with slug shot. So there might be a lot of slash samurais in, in game as well. Sure. Blue Mage, I think, is going to be so similar to what I've been experiencing, is, especially with like Dynamis and Limbus, you have a lot of monsters that hit very hard, very fast, and sometimes the white mages and summoners can't keep up with the healing. So there might be a lot of people that will sub red mage or white mage and have curing help with wild carrot, magic fruit, healing breeze. And I know Ninja I static with loves diamond hide because if his shadows go down, 
is basically one round of stone skin to cover his casting time, and he can just immediately get him back up in time. Right. And, of course, you know, we will see eventually how these roles really fit into H&M's and Endgame uh, as soon as we start seeing uh, a, a, a larger number of them start to enter Endgame. There was a lot of people who shot up to 75 really fast, and, and now more and more equipment is coming out from job adjustments. We just saw uh, major job adjustments with both Corsair and Puppet Master and, and also the addition of the new blue spells. And so it, it just it, it it's going to be interesting to see how these jobs are going to be uh, moved along into Endgame. Yes, definitely. Well, thanks for the call, Asuka. Take care. Sure. I just wanted to give a shout out to Instabrenor and Artis on my server. They're the best friends I could ever have, and the Dark Lords, Dynamis, and Social Link Shell. They're an awesome group. Thank you for allowing me on. Awesome, Asuka. Thanks for the call. Price from the Carbuncle server is joining us right now. Price, what's going on? Not much. Just doing Dynamis Boobarima with my link shell at the same time. I haven't, uh, I haven't done that one yet, but uh, I haven't actually done any of the uh, the Dreamworld Dynamises. They're a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, what is your question and or topic? Uh, what I've got is actually uh, Kraken Eater Dark Knights versus uh, Monk Sub Dark Knights. Hmm, interesting. And this is a question for you, Nero. Now that the Kraken Club is now in the BC-60 up in arms, mm -hmm. are you going to be going for it? Um... I don't know. Maybe if I want a lot of money. Uh, my club skill is actually garbage. My club skill is at, I believe, three at the moment. Um, but that's interesting that, uh, that, they've, that they've updated it to drop in a BC now. Um, you know, because of that, uh, I, I think that, um, I, I think, you know, obviously that it's going to go down in price. It's going to be a much more uh, attainable a uh, piece of equipment, and uh, also, you know, with the bannings that SE just went through, uh, you know, there's definitely going to be, you know, a drop in price for uh, for the Kraken Club. So um, it it depends. It depends if I really want to go out and skill up club, and that's not something that I really want to do. So far on my plate right now, I've got leveling ninja. I've got uh, skilling up Axe to the level that uh, uh, it caps at, that my, you know, at 75 with my Dark Knight, and also uh, capping Swords. Um, those, are, those are my three to-dos. Club is, is not very high on that one, although you know, it would be nice to have a Kraken Club, I, I have to say. The reason I brought that up was because a lot of server, like I'd mentioned, a lot of endgame link shells on Carbuncle all have at least one Kraken Eater Dark Knight. A Kraken Eater Dark Knight is Soul Eater plus Blood Weapon with a Kraken Club, of course. Well, first off, my Link Shell is one of the only endgame Link Shells on Carbuncle who can't seem to get our hands and keep a Kraken Club. Okay. So we actually came up with an alternate idea, the concept of a Monk Sub Dark Knight. Okay. Now, we, we actually took this, we took a test of this with both a Kraken Eater Dark Knight and a Monk Dark, who was not me, thank goodness, <laughs> against, the Boreal, against the Boreal Hound, since on our server the majority of people already have Genkai 2 done. Mm -hmm. And we actually found out that a Kraken Eater Dark Knight in about 30 seconds can, is able to produce a, around 7k or more damage. Wow. 
Hence why I was asking you if you were if you were planning on getting one, even though you don't have much of a club skill right now. You can always build it up. Well, that's definitely an incentive for me to go get one and build up my club skill. I'll definitely tell you that. For monks who hear this, a monk sub Dark Knight in about the same 30 seconds with Soul Eater and 100 Fists, we pumped out somewhere between 12 and 14k damage in 30 seconds. Whoa! That, that's impressive. Wow. Yeah, that is that is extremely impressive. There uh, was there anything that you had uh, for us, Bryce? Shout out to the Limit Break Radio on Carbuncle Shell, the one that I kind of run. <laughs> well, thank you, Price, for, for starting your own link shell. And if you are on Carbuncle and you want to pearl to the Limit Break Radio uh, Carbuncle uh, uh, link shell, then get a hold of Price. Well, either Price or you can also get a hold of Origin, Ogre, Juno. Just recently, I finally got Juno, and there is one more whose name is escaping me at the moment. I apologize to you. They all have pearl sacks. And I also want to give out a shout-out to three more shells, Wolfpack, Nephilim, and my endgame link shell, Frenzy. Between those three shells, I've gotten quite a bit done, and I probably won't be done until they shut down the servers. Unless <laughs> Thanks a lot, Price. Thank you very much. All right, you guys have a good day. Joining us now is one of our former guest hosts, Gordor. Gordor, how you doing? Pretty good. How about y'all? Not too bad. About the same. <laughs> yeah. Could use a blow dolch, but I'm I'm uh, I'm getting by. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, sure that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure you could use a blow dolch. I'm sure. Gordor, what have you been doing since you've uh, been on Limit Break Radio? What are what are what are some of your accomplishments? What do you have to brag about? Well, got Ninja seventy four. Should be yeah. seventy five, but I kind of laid off for a bit. Got summoner to seventy uh, fifty six. Sorry, fifty six. Wow. So pretty much just leveling, getting random stuff. Did my first salvage. We lost massively. What, what? Well, of course. I mean, no one has come up with any kind of good tactics for salvage. But what were your impressions? I mean, that's that's much farther than I've gotten. Uh, I still actually so, have to do Ot Ergon Mission 15 before I can start doing salvages, but uh, still, uh, I, I, I look forward to it. What were your impressions of it? It's a challenge, so it's fun. It's, it's better than anything I've done in the game so far. It's a really, really hard thing to do. Wonderful. I love hearing that because uh, it seems like... You know, Dynamis, uh, especially, you know, maybe not Limbus. I've never actually done Limbus, so I can't actually speak for myself. But it seems like many of these events that have been around for a while, um, you know, they're so stale and and uh, they, they're broken down so accurately that there's almost, you know, there's almost no fun or challenge of, of experimentation because it's so, you know, almost cut and dry. Um, yeah, it pretty, it pretty much becomes routine. Yeah, it, it really does. It really does. And, and so I was, I was looking forward to Salvage when they announced it because it was something fresh, something new. And, and so it, it, it's, it's good to hear that, that you're having fun. Now, now, let's get down to drops. Were there any significant drops in making Salvage armor or upgrading? Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure which it is. The, did, did you get of, any drops? One of the rogues drop from the for the Morgan set that I wanted. Did you, uh, the, uh, did you get the drop? <laughs> the knee main robe? No, I didn't. I got outlighted on it. Oh, I was so pissed. We haven't exactly made a salvage link shell or anything like that for yet. 
we're gonna we're probably gonna wait until people have actually done it mm-hmm. and yeah. you know are able to shine more light on the subject before we actually go in and do it and make a link show for it. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. That's uh, one of the reasons that I got into salvage so quickly. And you want to, you know, especially with these new shells that are just forming, the quicker you get into them and the more active you are, the higher up you're going to be on their priority list once they do start getting bigger. Uh, you know, uh, I thought about that. You know, I, I thought about waiting to, you know, to do a lot of salvage runs and start a link shell uh, for salvage, uh, I thought about waiting for that for a while, and uh, you know, till better better tactics come out. And honestly, the 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 decision that I came to was that I really just want to be in there. I want to be doing salvage. I want to be participating. So so salvage, you uh, you're digging salvage then? Oh yeah, I the first thing I'm going after is a Morgan set because. My black mage and my red mage can use it, and I'd actually feel comfortable wearing it all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the other thing that, that really uh, I liked about, um, about the sets was the, was the aesthetic. They all physically look like really nice pieces and, and stuff that I would be really geeked to wear. Because, I mean, come on, who, you know, if they made this Uber gear and put it on a Subligar, who the hell would wear it? Oh, drag, <laughs> dragon subligar for the loss. <laughs> Callow. <laughs> you know Callow would wear it. He'd be like, ooh, <sighs> I'm a Corsair. I can wear a subligar. I haven't worn a subligar since level you four. Lie. You lie. I saw you at a subligar nope. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Kahlo, you with you, Subligar. Kahlo, have you been secreting away your stash of, of, of red-hot Subligars? The only Subligar that I would have even considered wearing was Down in Exclusive. <laughs> was the Thief Exclusive that gives the plus two to haste, I think it is. But I yeah. think I'd rather just get the, uh, the Homam set or the Barbarossa. Oh, don't oh. lie. You know you have a Ver Subligar. You know you do. I know you. Oh, are. you know he does. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, because that uh, that whole plus one to healing MP. I really need that. Oh yeah, you know you do. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, Gordor, you uh, you got anything else? Yeah, keep up the great work and talk to y'all later. Thanks, Gordor. Thanks for calling in. See you later, man. Peace. Random scrub, welcome to Limit Break Radio's spectacular uh, thing. What's going on, bro? <laughs> that would be the uh, spectacular um, annual Platinum Extravaganza Edition Colin Bonanza Special Volume One. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I ask everyone who who's going to be calling in to be able to say it. I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, random scrub from Odin Server. What would you like to talk about? Well, I'd like to talk about Beastmaster a little bit, considering that's my main job. Yeah, I'm a 67 beast, been that way for like three years now, it's pathetic. <laughs> it's alright, it took us, it, it took uh, Kawa and I three years to get to uh, to 75. It's nothing. Yeah, nothing sure did. Yeah, it, it happens, it happens. Well, first off, I have a couple of questions. I'm trying to figure out why they gave Beastmaster the same set for salvage gear as they gave the Rangers. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yep, that's true. And here, actually, I have the Scotty's armor uh, pulled up right now with stat bonuses. So I thought I'd list those off for, uh, for everybody to hear. Go for it. Uh, I don't know much about Beastmaster, but obviously they do use Charisma. And this entire set summary, you have Charisma plus 8. Other things that I could see Beasts maybe using is, you know, the, uh, the Haste plus 5%. 
There's plus 26 attack, but other than that, I don't know how much that beasts actually use from it. Well, the best piece on there for us is hands down going to be the feet with the enhanced movement speed on it. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, every single piece of it, I'm trying to pull it up right here, looks like every single piece has ranged attack and ranged accuracy, and that's completely worthless for us. Beasts have no mm -hmm. range, marksmanship, or archery skill whatsoever. Yeah, you know, it, it does seem like um, some some of the jobs that were included in some of the armor sets seem a little strange. Just like with the Ares gear, that Paladin would also be one of the jobs that it's in, that's included on, you know, the Ares set. And, you know, especially when you want to discuss different pieces... You know, maybe and maybe not altogether they would be the best for Beastmaster, uh, but maybe some of the individual pieces are are better than other pieces that you can find. Uh, let me ask you this, random. Now, are you, are you just concerned about what how Beast's normal role plays out, or is there any other ways that Beast could possibly use this in party setups? Because, for example, with the Ares Spear, you know, Paladins might not want to tank in it, but if they're looking to you know, branch out, maybe do a little bit of DD, it is a little bit better. Absolutely, but looking at the Scotty gear, just by looking at the stats real quick here, the only thing that Beast, either in a solo situation or a party situation, would be gaining from it would be the attack bonus. And I don't see a single piece on here that's better than anything else we could equip. Mm-hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. gear across the board. That's unfortunate, although it means that you don't have to do salvage. <laughs> no, I still have a bard. <laughs> No such luck there. Well, I, I mean, and, and, you know, it's pretty arguable, Kahlo, that, uh, you know, how you said that maybe Paladins would want to use the Ares gear as DD gear. However, mm -hmm. you know, with Paladins, uh, you know, main focus being tanking, I can't see right. too many of them going way out of their way, especially for salvage gear that, you know, especially at the moment, that's really difficult to get. It may not be that way in the, you know, in the future, um, but right now it's extremely hard to get. So uh, you have to factor in that as well. Yes, this is true. Amen. Another thing I was wanting to comment about was me and my wife both play 11 right now, and it's just amazing how much the community we have here in this game. You're right. Uh, that's that's very, very true. Um, I've played a lot of other MMOs in my time. Uh, I think Final Fantasy was the fourth MMO out of, I think, 15 that I played. And for a long time, I, I really I didn't get into uh, Final Fantasy XI, but... It, it was it was actually it was actually around level thirty that I hit with my warrior when I finally unlocked Dark Knight that I seriously started playing the game, and um, you're absolutely right. The community that uh, I've experienced on Final Fantasy XI is unlike any other player community on an MMO anywhere. Period. It's incredible the support everybody gives to each other. I mean, I personally can name at least seven or eight, like, husband and wife or parent and child combos in-game. I mean, it, it blows my mind. Spaz and family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I do have to completely agree with you that the, the community is, is very, very amazing. Yeah, and one other thing I have to, like, I wouldn't say complain about, but it just blows my mind, is how people, no matter what level they are, have no idea how to use food properly in-game. All right, well, so now here's your chance. Uh, why don't you educate everyone on how to correctly use food? Okay, this is the reason I'm complaining. The other day I was walking around the dunes because, man, I was bored. 
Okay, and I here's your people, first problem. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beast master. You know, I didn't feel like soloing something. Figured I'd bug the noobs. <laughs> so I saw, walked by and I saw three melees in the dunes pop soul sushi. It was pathetic. The thing is, people don't understand that all, almost every food in this game has a percentage base to it. And in the dunes, 15% accuracy off of soul sushi is nowhere going to give you anywhere near enough accuracy compared to, say, a piece of rice dumpling or a jack-o'-lantern, both of which are cheaper. Absolutely. I think that's a complete waste. It I is mean, a waste. You know, especially with how expensive soul sushi is comparatively to, you know, something like a jack-o'-lantern, which is also, by the way, a three-hour food. Exactly. So, so, like, you pay, what, 4K for a jack-o'-lantern or 30, 40K for a sack of sushi, and you get right. half the effect for 3K. Yep. And if you're planning on spending more than three hours in the dune at once, and something's wrong with you to begin with. Amen. <laughs> this is very, very, very true. I actually, by the way, just a, a little bit of an update. I finally did get my ninja out of dunes. Congratulations. 30 levels to cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's 30 more levels of torment. You can make it. No! No! I hate... I, I'm sorry. I apologize to all the ninjas out there, but I, I just... I, I cannot level ninja. It just it melts my brain. can't stand ninja personally. Personal preference, what can I say? I solo for a living. I can't say too much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Random Scrub, for calling in. Keep up the good work. Let Jups out of the box every now and then. He deserves it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He truly does. Okay, I agree. He doesn't. I tried. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Random Scrub. <laughs> See you later, man. Juno from the Carbuncle server. You're on Limit Break Radio. Hello. Who do you think would win in a fight against a red mage? A red mage or a paladin? Oh. Uh, hmm. You're, you're, talking, you're talking red mage versus paladin, not, you know, red mage versus red mage. Uh, no, a red mage, red mage, say like uh, a red mage, black mage versus a paladin, white mage. Who do you think would win in a in a five level difference? Mm. The red mage being sixty one and the paladin being sixty six. Who do you think would win? Mm, seems like somebody's trying to prove something to somebody to me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Well, I, I don't I don't know much about what spells uh, the two of them have. At said level, uh, do white mages get stone skin without a white mage sub? They don't at the the level the paladin is. Uh, I have first-hand experience of fighting the 66 paladin as a 61 red mage, uh, and I did almost win. I, I you know, I, I think it would stand to argue that the paladin definitely has the upper hand. At least, at least in my opinion. Uh, not only not, uh, and I'm not talking, you know, just strict job versus job. I'm I'm saying with. The level difference, I would say that the Paladin has a slight advantage. Um, although, you know, I've seen Red Mages do some way incredible stuff. Uh, uh-huh. but, you know, especially Sub-Ninja. So, I mean, Sub-Black Mage, um, you know, would only, would only really help to your nuking. And, and also, uh, Enfeeble, Sleep, uh, Stun, you know, all those, all those kinds of spells, uh, you know, definitely definitely help the red mage in the situation although i gotta say considering considering everything that you've laid out i i would have to go with the paladin uh, i'm gonna have to uh, go against you there and i'm definitely going to put my money on the red mage 
Um, you know, uh, with things like Stone Skin, uh, Phalax, they have Sleep, Gravity 2. Um, I, I definitely say the Red Mage has the upper hand as far as spells go, and unless this Paladin is outfitted for DD, it'll not be a long fight or a short fight, but uh, I'd say the Red Mage definitely has the upper hand. Juno, how about you? Uh, it sounds like, you, you know, you said uh, previously that you've had some experience doing this before. So, uh, how, how, was, how did your experience end up turning out? The fight lasted about half an hour. Yeah, so that's a, pretty, that's a pretty long fight as far as PvP is concerned. Oh, yeah. But the mistake I had made was being so black mage. The Paladin couldn't land any type of silence on me. But what he did was, is he kept up his Sentinel and his Rampart, so I couldn't do any physical damage. Ah. And the reason the fight lasted so long was because Red Mage has Refresh, and Paladin has the auto-refresh. Mm-hmm. So at all the times, he was getting MP. Yeah, so there was just MP all over the place. Kills going left and right. Yeah. That gave me the advantage, because Black Mage has Asper. Yeah. Ah, hell yeah. Asper, Asper is a lifesaver. I, 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 I can say, I can say safely as a Dark Knight, you know. I consider, I consider actually Asper and uh, Drain both uh, part of my Absorb repertoire. Uh, as it is, and uh, and and yeah, drain both drain and asper, big big lifesavers. The the mistake I made was at the the half an hour peak of the fight, I had run out of MP to hit another stone skin. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's bad when you're out of refresh and you have no MP to do anything. And oh, I had yeah. about 28 MP left. And the mistake I made was, is the first thing I tried to do was I had just thrown poison on the paladin. And I panicked. So I tried to throw a sleep on him. Okay. And of course, with the damage over time, that would do absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Right. Exa- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The second thing I had done was... I ran away, and I tried to cast Bind, and that missed. Ooh. And that led to my demise. Ouch. Well, that's unfortunate. But with with the level difference, I would say that uh, almost no other job would probably have even had a close uh, shot at at that. I, I think that this just gives credence to how powerful Red Mage can be and uh, and how versatile of a job uh, it is, and and uh, if, if if you could go back and do the fight again, Juno, what sub would you have picked? I have fought with this paladin before. I I plan to make a third match. I I fought the first match as sub ninja. How'd you do? How'd you do the first time? I I did more horrible than I did the second time. I can admit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he subs white mate. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Arjitlam, uh said on the show before that you know he he tried to go one v one with uh, with a paladin white mage, uh, and he he was sub warrior, and uh, yeah, he he said that that paladin white mage, is, especially in PvP, is real real. T- it can be real real tough to beat. Yeah, definitely a hard one to outlast with uh, both flash and stone skin. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it is it paladin or is it the warrior sub that gives the paladin resist disease? When uh when I was when I did my PvP versus the paladin, my initial uh 
strategy was just going to be to enfeeble him with bolts, but because of resist, well, resist from the paladin job traits is the reason I couldn't use Sada at all. And then I believe that the warrior has the resist disease. So that, that probably made sticking some enfeebles a little bit harder, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Resist virus is what it's called, not resist disease. Juno, uh, you said you're gonna you're gonna take up a third match against this paladin. If you can, if you're able to, I would say put together a video, throw it out there on uh, you know on a site like YouTube, and uh, and and so we'll be able we'll be able to actually see you in action. That would be very cool. All right, I'll do that. Right. Well, great. Let us know. Post it on the forums, uh, limitbreakradio.com, when you've uh, when you've got the video up, and uh, I'm sure that. Uh, that also the community on the board uh, could uh, could help you out in uh, in devising some strategies to take them down. But still, I, I, I like I say I, I have to I have to give you a lot of credit because I mean you know as a 61 Dark Knight going up a uh, up against like a you know a 66 Paladin, I would have just been piss swamped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd say the same about me. It'd definitely be a lot of uh, perfect dodge fleeing around the. Uh... <laughs> Around the arena. Well, cool, Juno. Uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate you calling in. Yeah, it was nice to see you all. You too. Dash Knocker, you are on Limit Break Radio. Excellent. What's up? Uh, nothing. I guess I'm on Limit Break Radio. <laughs> it's true. I know you guys have been playing for uh, was it three years? Um, yeah. Have you ever thought of quitting? Quitting? Oh, all right. Not only have I thought about quitting, I, I I must have quit at least four times by now. But uh, every time, you know, it, it's something that's hard to stay away from. I I keep coming back. And now that we have something like Limit Break Radio going, it's uh definitely looking like I'm going to stay. And it, it it's always been a mindset that I've uh, liked to believe that I've had that I'll uh, I'll definitely be here till the servers go down. So as far as quitting anywhere in the near future, probably not. Um, I've, I've, I've also, I've got to agree. Um, I've, you know, like I said, I've spent a considerable amount of time on the, on the game. Um, and in fact, you know, as I said, I've played a lot of MMOs and this is the one that I, uh, stuck with the longest and three years, finally getting to, to 75, finally starting to experience a lot of these, you know, end game activities that I've been, you know, drooling over and, and thinking about for, you know, it seems like forever. Um, and, and finally getting to do them is, is pretty cool. So uh, to answer your question, yes, I have thought about quitting many, many times. And in fact, I've quit uh, twice before. Um, but I just like with Kahlo, I, I always end up coming back. Uh, how, about, how about you? Have, you? have you ever thought about quitting? Uh, actually, yeah, I have. It was about, I don't know, maybe three months ago, uh, I moved to a different state to go to college and I just didn't play for a while. Mm-hmm. But seven of my other real life friends play Final Fantasy and it took me about a month and a half with my finger hovering over the uh, uninstall button before I finally realized I can't, you know, walk down the street and see these guys anymore. I can't call them up and have lunch. So I, uh, mm-hmm. I came back for my friends and I never actually told them that, but I don't play the end game anymore. I play the friend game. And that yeah. sounded terribly lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as long as it rhymes, then it's cool by me. 
Um, and, and, you know, just, just going off what you said, I think that my biggest lull in playtime was before I met Kahlo, Arjitlam, and Sale. Once, uh, you know, once I met Kahlo, uh, and, and, and we started talking on a regular basis about Final Fantasy, um, it really, it started to inspire me to play more. And, and in fact, you know, we, we joke about the competition that we've had, you know, trying to get to 75 first, but it, you know, it, it, honestly, uh, him, him leveling, it, it really pushed me to level more too. And, uh, because of Kahlo and Arjit and Sale, I, I think those three guys are the reason that I still, to this day, play. I I guess I'll have to say that that's the same reason. I was just, just going to go with uh, the Uber deals that I have. But, uh, <laughs> but that all comes from Gordor, so I can't really go there. This is true. Gordor is your yeah. sugar daddy. <laughs> he makes some dance around in the subliger. Uh, that he does. Thanks for the call. Was, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to ask? Uh, I'd just like to say you guys are doing an absolutely fabulous job, and I think every English-speaking Final Fantasy player should listen to this podcast. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you for your call. Silver Sean from Shiva. Ah, it's like a uh, tongue twister. Uh, go ahead. You're on Limit Break Radio. Well, um, I don't really have a question. Well, what would you like to discuss then? I guess Monk. All right. right. So uh, our, our, our views on Monk, huh? Yep. All right. Well, uh, I've, I've heard with quite a few monks, obviously, one of them being uh, the top job. And definitely the having the top DD potential, uh, I think that everything about monks is, is, is pretty straightforward and whatnot. The only thing that uh, sort of rubs me the wrong way is that in Endgame, how they're used as chi cannons the whole time, which I understand is, is, uh, is huge spike damage, which works well against, you know, Kirin, for example, with the kiting and whatnot, but I think I'd still like to see them as, as more straight DDs yeah. when it comes to the god fights. And, of course, this is just from what I've heard. I've never actually experienced this myself. I'd like to see uh, Monk just straight out DD on Kirin instead of cheat cannons. Okay, so um, I've actually never leveled Monk. I, I've, I've partied with quite a few of them, um, but I've never actually seen them in action as far as endgame is concerned. I think that, you know, in a party situation, uh, they're great DDs. And in fact, um, I, you know, amazingly, I've watched uh, two monks sub ninja and just tank the hell out of a TP burn party when they were the only ones sub ninja. Um, so I really, I think that the job doesn't get enough credit. Uh, that also, also, I remember this may, I don't think this is the case anymore, but, uh, when, when I first started playing the game, a lot of people would, would like to bash on monks because they couldn't, they couldn't see their usefulness. And, uh, and, you know, I've always thought that, that monk is a, it puts up the numbers very well and does very well. Uh, in in a party situation, but you know, as far as leveling it goes, I've never been inspired to level it, and and I've never I've never really seen it in action end game. So uh, I can really only speak for for its usefulness in a party in which it's very useful. Last night I was partying in Ottergon on uh, Lesser Clibros, and uh, Amina, she I was like putting my numbers in the LF, and she said that Monk isn't all about numbers. It's about how the party will use it, either light tank or uh, major DD. So, I mean, if your party wants major DD, and if it's chaining stuff, you would DD. 
but mm -hmm. although it, they want you to tank, you can tank also with the counter chakra evasion and um, dodge. Yeah, th there is quite a bit of versatility to the monk that I think a lot of people don't utilize. Uh, you know, there have been times where we've mentioned that perhaps monk could make a decent tank depending on how the person plays it. Well, that's debatable. They do make good backup tanks. So, yeah, uh, I'll agree with that. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I think there is a movement out there to start getting more monks to tank regularly in parties. Uh, or, or not just in parties, but act as a tank. And, um, and, and I think that originally, I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the stats that Monk gets, I mean, they get the highest HP out of any job in the game, period. They, uh, they get uh, a lot of really good defensive capabilities. So there's really no reason that they couldn't be used as a tank. They're probably just not the best option. Although, you know, it's pretty arguable that, you know, looking at Ninja, that they're probably not the best option either. So, um, you know, as far as the future goes for, you know, a Monk could become a tank or not, that's, that's debatable. That's absolutely debatable. But, you know, their DD usefulness is, is undeniable. It's unarguable. FC designed Monk to tank at first, and Ninja wasn't really a tank. It was supposed to enfeeble, but they used Ustreamy as a backup. And one time I was in a um, quicksand case and we couldn't find a tank, so my party's like silver tank, and I tanked. Uh, I tanked pretty good, better than what a ninja would do. And I'd like to say that uh, I recently just got AF body and SH plus one, and I'm happy about after this going on and uh, leveling it. Congratulations! Those are uh, those are both great pieces of gear, and uh, yeah, that's that's great. That's awesome. I'd like to say that uh, your show is is very, um, when you're bored and leveling, I listen to it over and over and over. And it's, <laughs> it's just pretty cool. Well, we, we appreciate the call. I appreciate it, too. Revy Tozu from the Shiva server. You're on Limit Break Radio. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, Welcome. no problem. Well, an interesting experience I had the other day. Uh, reasons to kick party members from your party. Oh, there are so many. Ooh. Oh, that's a fun one. <laughs> there, there are just so many. Mm -hmm. Now, would MPK be one of those reasons? Hmm. Well, it depends it's, if it was accidental. I wouldn't pick them. So if it was purposeful, there's a lot of parties I should have lost. <laughs> you, know, you know, I do think, though, MPKing is an acceptable punishment for anything that's worthy of uh, getting kicked from a party. This is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there, yeah, there are so many, oh, man, reasons to kick people from parties. Um, leechers. Oh, yeah, leechers are a big one, especially in those early levels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's the leader, too. We have oh, oh, yeah. He formed the party. About 10 minutes into the party, he went AFK for something, and he didn't come back at all throughout the party. Wow. What, one of my uh, 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 things that ticked me off the most, we had one time, as the party was starting, a guy's like, AFK getting in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I'm like, what? What? I mean, it, it, if you're like me, that, that's like 30, 30 minutes to an hour right there. Screw that. I'm replacing you. <laughs> exactly. And uh, have you ever, have you guys ever actually seen the VG Cats comic, the uh, how to how to correctly play Final Fantasy XI? Oh then, man! As soon as you get the five other people to come adventuring with you, you immediately fight one mob and then disband. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Oh man, I love I love VG Cash. Anyway, uh, geez, more re- more reasons to kick people from the party. People who are trying to play your job through you. Oh yeah, especially if they're mm-hmm. telling you how to do it in party chat or in say for that matter. I've gotten that one too. Yeah, I mean, somebody, <laughs> if, like if I want to recommend something to them, like refresh somebody a bit more often, then I'll see mm-hmm. tell and I'll be nice about it. Yeah, exactly. If it. it Right, that's exactly how you do it. It's part of it's part of etiquette. You don't want to, you know, publicly embarrass someone, and especially if they really are doing a shitty job. Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. There's been countless times. I, I think every time that that I've uh, tried to correct someone through any means except for uh, tells, which, which usually, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to do it, you know, in the heat of the battle, sometimes it just comes to you. I usually get a negative response, but I don't think I've ever gotten a single one when doing it in tells. There was even a, a party in Mamook where our red mage wasn't dispelling the black mage mobs shock spikes as we pulled them in. So I'd have to tell him every single mob to dispel and he took it just fine and it ended up being a pretty good party, so. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it is is the tact in which you engage other people. You know, uh, if if you have a lot of tact and 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 you're nice about things and you're not a total prick, then usually uh, usually parties will go okay. Being a total prick, by the way, another reason to kick someone from the party. I mean, just someone who just sits there and runs their mouth. Carlos, what? <laughs> what you talking about? I'm usually too busy writing my mouth in Link Shell to worry about people in the party. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I've yet to be kicked from the Link Shell. Although I've done a, a couple of kickings myself. Just for the I'm fun of it. I, I kicked RJ once. Did you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, when you're not leveling, what do you guys do? Like missions, helping people? Um, I, I usually try to plan my uh, my playtime accordingly. Like if, if I'm in a party, then I'm making the party, but I never just sit there and seek, you know, for for you know reasons Annie knows best. I'm sure. I, however, do sit there and seek for yes. hours. Usually, actually, to to be honest with you, a lot of times, if uh, you know, if I'm if I'm doing something like in real life, where you know. I have some free time, but I'm doing something else like, I don't know, watching a movie or getting some lunch or, oh, I don't know. There, there are so many, I mean, there, you know, just whatever, just doing something else, paying attention to something else. A lot of times, actually, even I beat uh, Final Fantasy VII while seeking for parties in, uh, <laughs> let's see, between Quithim and Garlage. Uh, recently, I've been playing Final Fantasy IX while seeking, but occasionally, you know, I'll see what's going on in uh, in the link shell, and if there are any events or anything, or if anyone needs help with something, I'll uh, I'll go lend a hand. Recently, like I said, I've been trying to do uh, my Ot Ergon mission so I can start doing salvage. Um, and and I mean, yeah, it's just whatever I can find to do. Sometimes I'll go farm if I'm really bored. Other times um, I'll just sit there and stare and wait and curse the screen. Yep, same thing there. Uh, a, a lot of the times I'll be out helping people find coffers or they'll be using me as a TH core for certain NM drops. But that's about it. Yeah, I used to just go and find a random notorious monster so that I might be able to get things from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently yeah, I, actually I've been camping Encolados up in uh, Upper Decafolt's Tower. Um, and usually I don't like to camp NMs, but that one actually, because with Dark Knight I don't necessarily have a, uh, 
a, a really good advantage when it comes to uh, you know uh, claiming or finding NMs. I don't you know I don't have wide scan, uh, and I'd have, you know I automatically have to sub thief for for treasure hunter, or at least you know that's that's the way I do it. And uh, and and all I have really is a is a quick claim with stun, and and that's about the only thing I have going for me. Yeah, there's uh, I know there's those people that say that when they're seeking they craft, but if it's in me and Andy's case, we don't have that kind of money. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't. I, I I've been I've been far below a mill for uh, for longer than I'd care to be. Thank you very much, uh, Rev, for uh, calling in. Um, was there anyone that you wanted to give a shout out to? Oh wow, I think it's a million, but um, to, to specific, Cry and Kazroth of the Shiva server, you guys helped me so much, and my, my entire link show in Mortal Dragons, Barkov. Thank you, Rev, for, uh, for calling in. We appreciate the call. Awesome, thanks for having me. Next up, we have Chinchilla from the Carbuncle server, who is also one of the hosts from Pet Food Elfo. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good, and yourself? No, not bad. How is everything over there at uh, BeTheGamer.com? Pretty good. Hanging in there. Wonderful. Glad to hear it. So, I know you guys usually talk about stuff that you're doing in-game and stuff like that. And usually, I know when we do it, it's usually what you're... Basically, you never really go over everything you've done, but usually go over, like, the stuff, you know, you're most proud of or that's interesting. And I was just wondering, what are you most proud of that you've accomplished in this game? Uh, uh, well, earlier, I know one of the questions was, uh, what's something that we pride ourselves on our job? And I sort of mentioned uh, some of the smaller accomplishments that I've had. But uh, if I were to pick what I pride, you know, what accomplishment I pride myself <laughs> in would probably have to be uh, the different friendships that I've established over the board. Um, you know, the main one being uh, my friend Akeem, 75 Dragoon, 75 Blue Mage. Day one, I, I hadn't even been playing the game for two hours, and I had met him uh, over in Sandoria getting eaten by sheeps and orcs. And uh, he's been there ever since. I mean, there's a lot of other people that have, uh, that have come and stayed, and if it was one thing that I have to, have to pick out that's, that's always there and always in the back of my mind, is, is definitely those, uh, those guys. I would, I would agree with Kahlo. I think that the friendships that I've made over Final Fantasy XI, uh, you know, in the three years that I've been playing, are, are irreplaceable. The, the people that I've met, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for knowing, and uh, I have a lot of very good friends on the game. As far as in-game accomplishments go, I don't know. I think getting Dark Knight to 75 was a was a really big accomplishment for me. Uh, especially, you know, I I've been thinking about it. I I would check every single high level Dark Knight that I would see and go, man, I can't wait to be that guy. And the day that I was able to, I think here here we go. The day that I was able to equip. All of the thick gear was probably my proudest moment, and I, I, I ran up and down Juno like seven or eight times just to see how many people would check. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, I, I actually just had another one. Uh, we were running through the Thane Plateau. It was me and a couple other people, and uh, Blood Tear Baldurf was up. And there was another. There was a white mage who was trying to solo it. Got their got the crap kicked out of them. So I claimed it. And I had some more people on the way who were going to help, but I was, and I, I was also Thief Ranger at the time, but I was doing pretty good going against him. So I'm like, you guys, hold back a minute and let me, uh, let me see if I can't solo him, right? So as I'm doing this, this uh, level 30-some ninja had walked up on a choke, and he's watching. And then he takes off again, and a little bit later I get a tell from him that says, I can't wait till I'm as high a level as you are. It can be as cool as what you are. 
And uh, it turns out he had a thief main, and so that was, was a pretty big ego boost for me right there. <laughs> Not like you need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, ha- having lower-level people tell you, you know, just like Nero said, I can't wait till I'm that guy, it's, uh, that's definitely pretty cool. How about you, Chinchilla? What is your biggest accomplishment? Well, obviously just the friendships and the link shelves and stuff like that, because, you know, it's pretty weird how you can play a video game and obviously... Everyone here and probably all the listeners are pretty much addicted. So, obviously, obviously that. But um, as far as, like, in-game, I'd have to say attempts on notorious monsters that you probably couldn't kill, but you'd end up taking them down, like, pretty far. And then when you go back and you have the actual kill. Yeah. like, my link show just recently, we killed uh, Jormungand, maybe about a oh, month wow. ago, and we got an M-Pole. Uh, that was, like, the third kill for the link show, but the first since I'd been there. Wow, so that's that, awesome. And and was, especially with Grands. I mean, it's it's hard enough to get a damn claim on one of them against an army, <laughs> but to actually, and, and it, the, the other half of that equation is getting enough people to, to show up to actually, you know, down them. Yeah, that is a, that's a, a major accomplishment. Congratulations. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. I couldn't believe it. And it was weird because my Corsair is uh, 75, but my Red Mage, they were like, you have to level it for when we go. Because it was at like 60-something. Mm-hmm. I'd gotten it up to like 74, and I ended up having to sleep all the ads. So I was like, oh, we're going to die. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to end well. But we, I did all right, and it was just, it was just awesome to be like, thrown into that situation and end up coming out on top. Well, wonderful. Well, we appreciate uh, we appreciate your call. Sending a big shout out to everyone over at Pet Food Alpha. Awesome, awesome Final Fantasy XI podcast. BeTheGamer.com. Make sure to check them out. True. Thanks a lot, Chinchilla, for, uh, for calling in. Thank you for having me. Take right. care. See you later. Peace. Rico from the Midgar Silver server. You are on Limit Break Radio. I first of all want to... Thank you for allowing me on here. This is this is an honor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, the honor is all ours. We're, Absolutely, we're, we're so flattered that people want to get on here. That uh, this is this is actually this is really amazing. Yeah, one of my questions was, I've noticed something in the game along the lines of, okay, uh, first of all, I'm a dragoon, level seventy-five. I'm sorry. LOL. I'm sorry. Let's not trade punches yet, Anero. <laughs> EM grabs the boxing gloves. <laughs> um, the thing I've noticed in the game is among Dragoons and Dark Knights on my server, there's been a little bit of animosity, kind of, but not real, I wouldn't say necessarily an animosity, more of a friendly rivalry. My question to you, Anero, would be, what have you noticed from your server among Dark Knights and Dragoons? And um, I would like to know more about Dark Knight. What are, you, what are the pros? What are the cons? What have you seen from Dragoons of their pros and cons? And then we'll uh, swap stories here. Oh, this is going to be, this is, this is gonna be fun. All right. On, on Titan, yes, there is a little bit of animosity uh, between Dark Knights and Dragoons. But I, I think... I think where the animosity stems from is not really who can do more damage or whose whose job is better, but who looks for parties longer. And, and I, <laughs> and, I, yeah. I, I think I think I've won that battle with uh, seeking constantly for what feels like a year and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just it seemed it seemed like I was I was stuck at uh, specifically 53 for so long. 
and just could not get a party to save my life. Honestly, though, I, what I think Dragoons and Dark Knights have in common, especially across most of the servers, and I can definitely speak for Titan when I say this, is that they don't get enough credit. I think that both Dark Knights and Dragoons are two of the best melee jobs and two of the best DD jobs, period, in the game. I love being in parties with Dragoons. Skill chaining with, with Dragoons, especially with, with the jump abilities and losing hate, you end up screwing me with all the hate because the Paladin can't get it back. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I really I, I think that both jobs have, have their pros and cons. Uh, now, as far as knowing a little bit more about Dark Knight, um, I think the one thing that, that, you, that you have to, you know, realize separates between, uh, you know, separates the jobs, and I think the greatest thing that separates the two jobs is the fact that you guys can drop hate when you want to, when you get up into those higher levels. It's absolutely not something that Dark Knight can do. However, as far as damage output goes, I'd say that both Dark Knights and Dragoons are fairly close to being even. Uh, especially if they've got the same sub, and and, and when I when I think of Dark Knights and Dragoons, I really I put them together in the same class, and and Dragoon is my my Dragoon sitting currently at level six, but huh, Dragoon is another job like Samurai that I've always been extremely interested in leveling, and when I have leveled it, has been a lot of fun. Yes. And now let me pose this question to you: What okay. do you? think of Dark Knight? From what I have seen with Dark Knight, first of all, I, I love stun. <laughs> the AOE, I mean, you know, you guys are a lifesaver with that. I mean, I, I, I tend to sweat bullets whenever I start to see a bomb or a goblin getting ready to throw that grenade or whatnot, or just, a, you know, you get that splash damage. Uh, kudos to that, hand down. Um, as far as damage, uh, th this is just from my intake of seeing how Dark Knight works. They don't hit as much, but when they hit, oh, better look out. I mean, it's just from what I've seen, they, uh, I've seen a couple whiffs with them. Uh, you know, wh wh what I mean by whiff is misses. And that, uh, <laughs> we all. <laughs> oh, I, I, can, I can definitely account for my sh fair share of misses in a party. Yeah, as far as delay though, I would say because we both use a two-handed weapon. Mm -hmm. um, I, okay, my delay, uh, I use an Orhakalum lance, and that's about a 492. I'm guessing a death scythe or higher is like 500 or so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I, you also got to keep in mind that I use primarily great sword. Uh, oh, as, as, okay. Yeah, as little as little as as some Dark Knights like to use greatsword, I love it. And in fact, I would consider greatsword my main weapon over scythe. I'm much better at putting high numbers on the board with uh, you know, with a weapon skill like spinning slash than I am with something like spiral hell or guillotine. And and don't get me wrong, uh, you know, there uh, you can you can put up very good numbers with with scythe. And and especially you know the A plus proficiency with sight that is a very very 
you know, good and, and big thing. Um, it's just, I, I, I feel like I put up better numbers and I hit more often. And I, and I also definitely hit faster because the, the delay on a great sword is much, uh, it, well, not much, but it's, it, it's, uh, faster than a sight. Right. Um, and I know, I know you said that, uh, dark knights miss a lot and that's true. You know, we don't have the, uh, the accuracy enhancement job trait that you guys do, but that can be made up for in both merits and gear. Okay. Okay. Granted, you know you have a bit of a bit of a weak spot with accuracy move point, but I would say with your magic skills, that would give you enough time to uh, wind up another hit. Like, okay, if you got stun on them or you're doing an enfeebling spell, poison. Uh, I again, I, I apologize. I'm I'm very limited in Dark Knight, so please forgive me. But I would imagine you could throw something out there towards like magic to buy yourself a little bit of time, and then you get ready to go in for a hit. Wham! You know you're you're making up for that with your magic into that, and and that 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 is beneficial to the party right there. I mean, you just got something there. You you come out there with that, and you do the best you can, and it, it you 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 come out on top regardless. So, and that's what I like. I mean, you know, you can take it, you can take your job and do the best you can with it, and you know, just carry on with it. Absolutely. And, and you know what? It is the absorbed spells that mm, yes. I yeah. am constantly casting in between hits. I always absorb. And especially, you know, the two big ones, or I'm sorry, the three big ones, at least for me, are strength, intelligence, and TP. Always. <laughs> it's best. I mean, yeah. you, you watch the recast timer on all of those. And, and, I, and I've, gotten, I've gotten into a rhythm, especially uh, when I sub Samurai, which, uh, uh, you know, I would, I would argue previously, uh, before uh, the Samurai update, my main sub would always be thief uh, but now i've 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 mainly switched to uh subbing samurai and i i've got a rhythm down in between uh meditates uh you know recasting hasso uh third eye and the absorb spells where you know i can get into a very good rhythm and be able to be uh to have a very good damage output in a party, would you say that you would crit more, even though you don't have as much accuracy? I I see Dark Knights tend to crit more to a fair degree. I I, I would say that I do crit a lot. I, I I mean it may have something to do with the merit or two that I put into critical hit rate increase. However, even before I I put any merits into there, you know, I every time I would crit, I would always notice it and be like, wow, I seem to be critting a lot. So, um. Yes, for whatever reason, I think that I do uh, do get a lot of crit hits. Why? I couldn't tell you. Maybe maybe somebody else can tell me why I crit so much, but I, I, I couldn't tell you why. I'm thinking that it's the high damage output. It's like, okay, let's play scenario here. You know, me and you are in a party here. You know, I'm building up TP, you know, in, in my own way, and you're, you're hitting, critting, and okay, because you got this big massive weapon, you're gonna mm-hmm. slug all that you got into. You got all that strength, just gonna pummel the mob, and wham, it hits. And then like, I guess the anti gods are. I mean, I'm not uh, trying to play uh, show patronism or anything like that, but I'm just saying, well, maybe they're saying, well, okay, maybe he hits so hard. Eh, let's just give him a crit. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. You know, I, I honestly I couldn't sit here and give you an accurate breakdown of how critical hits. 
you know, are, are determined. That's that's probably an entire math problem that by looking at it would make my very brain true. just it would just start to shut down. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But thank you very much uh, for so, your call. Really okay. appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much, sir. Goodbye. Next, we have Seen from Odin, one of my recent partners in crime. Seen, how you been? Hi, how's it going? Uh, so, what question and or discussion topic did you have for us today? Well, I've decided that I wanted to level my thief up and wanted some tips on gear and how to do the job. Very, very good choice. Carlo, I think that you can uh, field this question. Uh, I think so, too. One thing that you want to do, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, is make sure that you're leveling up marksmanship as you go, because otherwise, when you try to do it at the higher levels, it's a big, big pain. Also, you don't really get a very good weapon skill on dagger for Sada, until obviously viper bite so you're going to want to bring swords around too and level those up along with your dagger as far as gear goes you know look out for the uh, dexterity as far as sneak attack goes agility for trick attack and um as far as subs go warrior monk and ninja all work pretty well depending on what you're trying to do in the party awesome okay i had another question um there's two thieves on my server who I can't figure for the life of me what to get them for the Starlight Celebration. One's level 16, the other's 75. Uh-huh, I see. Well, uh, some cheap gifts for level 60 would be the Lust Dagger and the Greed Scimitar. But as far as the level 75 thief goes, he should have all the money he needs to get whatever he wants. <laughs> I guess both of you could address this one. How do you keep Wally from hitting on you and dancing around you while you're in a party with him? Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can. It's one of life's big mysteries. Carry on a big stick. Walk silently. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I'm so I'm so grateful sometimes that Wally's not on my server, especially <laughs> when he starts talking to me. <laughs> oh man. Oh, see see. With with the plan online messages, it's one thing because you can just you know opt not to read them and, and and not to reply, and he usually shuts up. But with tell, it's chime after chime after chime. Oh, I can believe it. How is how is Wally doing? I haven't heard from his lawyers in a little bit. There's been a lull in the legal action against me. Uh, yeah, he's doing pretty fine. He's he's been getting into a lot of assault. I think I usually see him. Uh, yeah, like the, the Lajawam Sanctum and whatnot. Hasn't really been leveling too many other jobs that I know of. Just, you know, going from LS to LS, harassing who he may. The usual. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of what he does. All right, thanks a lot uh, for the call scene. I wanted to shout out to the Guardians of Balance, my social link show, especially Eleazar. And I wanted to meow for him. Hi. Okay, then. All right, thanks a lot for the call scene. Thanks. Okay, so uh, Sin's out. Uh, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, well, I can't think of any questions right now, but uh, the main thing I'll be talking about is like what Sean talked about uh, is monk. I've been a monk since the start, two and a half, two and a half years in it. And I've just been working and working with that. I've been working with subs. I've been going crazy with subs. I would sub anything to Monk. I don't care what it is. It could be a freaking beast, and I will sub it just to see what it does for Monk. I don't care. I don't care what people say. It's just I'll sub it. And I've been trying this out, and because of trying this out, I've been able to effectively use Monk. 
uh, at lower levels, like around level 40, I started to tamper with monks, so I would give nothing but my monk intelligence gear. Yeah, yeah, people go crazy like, why the hell are you doing this? I'm just like, I want to see what it does for monk. So well, there you I go, was then. like all charisma gear and I've been doing it. And I, I kind of stopped, but because of the level uh, caps that you get from COP, I got to go back at level 50. I got to go back at level 40. I got to go back at level 30 to test mm -hmm. out what the gear did at 10-level uh, intervals, and I've been doing that since the start of the game. And um, there's a lot of uh, uh, critical hit rate gear a monkey get. There's one called Destroyers. I didn't believe the latent effect. I thought it was just a myth. So I tested it out. I went out in the field and I, I kind of. Have you guys ever heard of parsing? Yeah, parsing out data. Yeah. 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 Oh, all right. And I went out and I did that. And uh, yes, it was around a five to six percent increase. So wow. that, that was that was a huge fact. And if you max out your criticals as monk, another six percent. Uh, you get the polos on. Sorry if I say it wrong. Body, mm -hmm. and you get that from assault. And I calculated that's about two to three more percent. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a higher up rank, sorry. For, forgot what rank it was, but you get this troll bane. Now, troll bane, it goes into your range ammo, and it gives you another 2 uh, two to 3%, and you spend your uh, Imperial Strategy points in it. And that gives another percentage, but that only works in Otter Dawn. But altogether, the gear is roughly 20 to 22% in critical hit rates. Now, I tried this out, and put all Dex gear on and just loaded my character with Dax. Mm -hmm. Now, I was pulling every uh, eight, eight, uh, 8 out of 10 hits. Wow. Now, that, that shows you that, yeah, almost tell you attack and strength, but the whole game has changed because it's Otter gone stuff. So now Monk can be totally focused on Dax. People think I'm crazy, but hell, Criticals does a lot more than regular damage will. I gotta tell you that uh, a critical hit, uh, my normal damage probably does 120. And if I critical wow. hit rate, I go 180. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it, it just it comes down to you know your overall damage output. And if you're critting more often, then absolutely you will have a higher damage output. Now, have you uh, thought about meriting into critical hit too? Yeah, I already maxed out my uh, uh, merits in critical hit. Well, there you go. Wow. Um, I've been working monks for a long time, so I've been working really hard on it. It's been my main focus. Uh, the main thing I will tell, I want to tell everybody out here, if you really, really, really want to know your job, go in Ballista. I don't care if you go in there and get your ass kicked. Ballista will teach you a lot. Ballista helped me against Matt. Matt's just, uh, for monk, since Matt just subs whatever you are, he was just a pure monk. So he was just like going against any other monk and ballista. So you go in there, you get prepared, you take on another monk. Uh, ballista could give you edges in situations. This ballista teaches you how to react quick, when to use it, and when to get out. It could help you in your soul ability. Let's say you get attacked by a mob. Maybe you could use some ballista tactics to get away from it. 
Oh, this sure. one really tested it. It tested you out. A lot of people say put it behind. Well, I'm not really ready. I'll just get my ass kicked. It's just, well, go ahead. Go in there. Test it out. I, I remember when I first started, I saw a line of team across from me. I went in. I, I just had the Bruce Lee complex. Just went in. Ah, took them on. Got wiped. Took them on. Got wiped. And then I had to change my plan. So well, there you, yep, there you go. And and uh, you know, ballista and is is not something you know. We covered it a little bit, and and you know, kind of at a glance, just to give an overview of what it is. Um, but there you go. There are the benefits of doing ballista right there. Oh yeah, I can definitely attest to uh, ballista being uh, you know a pretty good teacher too. I mean, flea, like I said, you know, flea doesn't work too well on ballista because they can they can see where you're going. There's, there's no zone to run through, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of complex with uh, monk thirds is saying, well, it's just too much DD, and usually in Otherkon, that is true. We get a little bit too much hate uh, from Ninja. I don't mean to put down Ninja, it's just sometimes we just do. It's just sometimes even from Paladin. And in Otherkon, that's not too great when you're when they eat and uh, they just trying to heal you. You're, you're just stealing all the way to HP, so... I recommend for most monks just trying and level up ninja. I know it's a pain in the ass. I know it's just it's just awful to level because it's so expensive. But uh, if you're just taking the 37, just it's okay to give yourself the 37. Like you don't have to go all out. You don't have to buy all the ninjutsu spells. Just do the best you can and. Do that, and you'll get more parties that way. I guarantee you'll get more parties that way. You'll get better experience. And it, Ninja's a great sub. Ninja's like, why don't you just... You could go out and you could solo EMs to VTs and wait for a party. It, at least you're killing time, getting still getting experience from it. So it's a, it's a bonus. Um, there's a lot of controversy with Dragoon sub. Now, like, Dragoon Sub, they say, oh, it's just a waste because you only get one earring that's 5% haste, and it's just not a factor. And I, I leveled up. I leveled up. I tried it out. Yes, in parties, it's not really ideal, but I'll go back to Ballista. It's an amazing thing in Ballista. What I, what I would do is I would, I would uh, stand in the back. I would charge up my Chi Blast, just boost a couple times, wait until I see somebody. Bam, T-Blast, 200. Jump, 200. High jump, 200. That's 600 damage right there. Yeah. It's just, yep. it, it's a great start, and you just keep pounding like that. And now, you just pound on that, uh, use a strategy, sprint, run away, wait until your time is up, jump, high jump, boom, again, he's dead. It's just, you, you can use it, it's a very effective job. Right there, oh, there's uh, there's one of those odd job combinations that end up working. Um, Absolutely. I'll talk about Endgame. Um, Endgame is usually you hear Monk with Chi Blast. That is true, but the game has also changed. This Autogon thing has really affected the change. Um, and, well, it's mainly about C because you get a lot of plus subtle blow as Monk now. And I'm talking about you could just stack that crap up. And you just stack it and stack and stack it. And um, uh, H&Ms don't mind Monk going against gods anymore because you have so much subtle blow. We have this new uh, meritable ability at 75 called Penis. Minus 25% of your TP gain over a set amount of time, depending on how many merits you have in it. 
And it's enough for you because the thing about Monk was just Endgame. It was just pow, pow, pow. We're just we're just building that mob way too much TP. But because of Shuttle Blow, we could actually take it on now without there you any problems. It's just Shuttle Blow is a great thing. I uh, my H and M lets me, and they're very strict on letting people attack the mob. <laughs> yeah. Basic education in Monk, man. You know that's 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 awesome. And again, you know, it just gives more credence to uh, odd job combinations that end up working. Yeah, Monk was originally one of my first job choices, and uh, I have it sitting at at level twenty one right now, and it's something I've always wanted to get into leveling. But uh, to be honest, I'm not not really sure what uh, what kept me from from going after it. So it's definitely uh, uh, good to hear. I heard you guys before talk about uh, some of the Marvel abilities and formless strikes. Is uh, did you guys actually figure out what that one does yet? Um, I think we did uh, have correction at one point, but it was uh, too far along for me to remember. All right. Well, the formless strikes. I heard you guys. You thought it. Uh, uh, it was like uh, you guys. You know, enmity. I remember when you're cast you said that so I'll just do a little correction what it is it turns your physical attacks basically into magical attacks let's say uh, you're getting a ghost or an elemental uh, or a slime for example you, you hate those things because they just resist all your physical attacks so you do like 30 on them and right yeah it does is it's still a little bit weaker than your regular attacks if you even if you full merited it and what it does, it makes it so it's no longer physical, so you hit them, uh, like, for uh, 100 damage, mm-hmm. if you have it merited. So that's the same with elementals. It's just you take, you tear elementals down, form the strikes out, it goes through invincible, it goes through stone skin, it goes through phalanx. It's, it's something that I love, because as soon as, it doesn't go through perfect dodge or blink, though. Um, it's a perfect, uh, it, it balances Monk out. It's just as soon as we're having our attacks physically resisted, we could change that formula around so we're just hitting for the same again. Oh, yeah. That's, yep. and what a great ability, too. Uh, yeah, the, the duration is three minutes, too. That's, that's, that's pretty long. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. A uh, uh, problem with that is, is if you use formless strikes in the wrong way, in the wrong situation, I'll say against bones. Bones is a perfect example. Monks hit bones for like 120 to 140 damage at higher levels. Um, and when they do that, uh, as soon as they kick in formless strikes, you're hitting for 20. So if they're not resistance, then formless strikes could really mess up your game. But just like... Um, Berserk and Defender, you could just click it off if you don't like it. Well, there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Sinzu, for uh, a wonderful insight into Monk. And now, uh, you know, actually, we should do we should do a Monk episode. Absolutely. I don't know how many monks we've actually had sign up on our forum. So, yeah, Sinzu, definitely sign up. Uh, uh, fill out an application. There's, there's now much more to this job than I originally thought. My application's up there, and I'm willing to talk about it. Wonderful. Well, we, uh, we, appreciate, your, uh, we appreciate your call, uh, Sindhu. All right. Thank you. So next up, we have Angela Dark from the Fenrir server. Angela, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Angela is a Mantra 
by the way, and uh, also very active on our forums. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, my question actually, I've got two questions, if you don't mind. I just no, want to know what you think the funnest job is and what you think the cheapest job is. All right, I'm, uh, I'm going to take the cheap job question first. I can't really say what I think the cheapest job at the moment is, but when I first started playing Thief, the reason I chose Thief over the other five jobs was because it looked the cheapest. You don't have to worry about spells. You know, you, you don't have to worry about updating gear as far as tanking goes. And for a lot of the time, I got by until I got up to like uh, the Scorpion Harness and equips like that. I got by pretty cheaply. Um, but now, though, from what I hear, uh, Bard is pretty cheap just because you can get a, a, a good amount of the spells from vendors. As for the, the funnest job that, I, that I've played, it's other than my main job, of course, it's probably a tie between Samurai and Ranger just because the both of them can deal out so much damage. And the only reason that Samurai would come first is if I'm partying with Argent because it's so much fun stealing hate from him while he's trying to tank. <laughs> 30, 27 straight levels of it about, oh, oh, it was heaven. <laughs> That's right, because uh, you and Arjit uh, static your samurai and his... With his paladin. paladin? Yeah, yep. yeah. By the way, I, I, I feel like I should mention, since Arjit is not here, that he got paladin from levels... One to sixty. How long would you say, Kahlo, that that it took to get from one to sixty? Uh, I think it was like two or three months. He did yeah. it pretty quick. He did it extremely fast. As far as my opinion goes, let's see. I would think that as far as the cheapest job goes, uh, I really I don't know if I could speak for that. Just because hell, I don't have a bard unlocked, you know. Um, <laughs> I think it comes down to how you want to play the job, because any job can be expensive or inexpensive, depending on how you want to play it. Um, not everyone has to have a scorpion harness. Not everyone has to have a havoc or a havergon or you know. Uh, Exactly, and I, I it, like I said, it, it's it's dependent on how you want to play it, and and it's also dependent on how much gill you have, to be honest. But I mean, as, as far as a recommendation for a cheap job, I mean, I I couldn't tell you. It's not more of a recommendation; it's more of kind of like an opinion. It's basically my only source of income is since I'm a 38 white mage, and that's my highest job is mm -hmm. from teleports. So I only get gill pretty much whatever someone needs to be transported from Juno. So. Well, you know, the question of, of where to attain Gil has, has always been on the minds of Vanadillians, and I don't think that that's going to change. But, I mean, I, I really, I, I don't think that I could speak for any other job except Dark Knight. I honestly don't, because everything else I've only taken to 37, and honestly, it's only a, that's really only a microcosm of the spectrum of of gear and spells that you need 1 to 75. And I think it'll depend on who, on who you talk to. In my opinion, I don't know, I didn't spend that much on Warrior, but then again, <laughs> I, then again I took Warrior from 1 to 30 with a, a, a Gimped Thief sub at 9, and I, I took Warrior from 30 to 37 with a Gimped Ninja sub. So, <laughs> I... I really, I, I can't, I can't attest uh, to, to honestly how cheap it is. The funnest job, uh, the, the one that I enjoy 
leveling the most, obviously, is Dark Knight. But second to that, I would say Samurai. I would have to go with Kahlo and say Samurai. Uh, just because, you know, the, the numbers that you end up putting up, even at, at lower levels, you know, uh, especially like 30 to 37 was, was a lot of fun for me. And it didn't seem like so much of a grind. Um, mm -hmm. And it's one of the few jobs that I actually think beyond Dark Knight that I could see myself leveling to, to 75. Well, wonderful, Angela. Thank you for joining us here on Limit Break Radio. Uh, it's been my pleasure. See you later. Hello, this is Ander Rinna, level 68 white mage reporting from Midgar Solmar server, your roving white mage reporter. <laughs> All right. My topic here today will be um, talking about real life events and regarding the Final Fantasy XI. I have been fortunate enough to actually attend one of these said events. A lot of people here have not been able to participate, but... I have been with the best of the best. I have seen some of the development team of Final Fantasy XI and Sage Cooney. Wow. I'm in person. Wow. wow. I was touched with a white mage, of course, with my removable white mage hat. That's awesome. And my more power of dark staff, which apparently Sage Cooney really took a good liking to. Well, very cool. So this this brings a a, a little bit of a, of a different element to Final Fantasy XI. The the of course real life, and, and I'm sure that that you're uh, referring to cosplay, correct? Yes, cosplay. I, that white mage costume was my first cosplay I ever did. So that was unfortunately not attended in a major city such as like New York City or something like that. It was the first event on the East Coast. Most of the time, Square Enix tries focusing most of their attention on, like, West Coast when it comes to real-life events. And um, I was in Rochester, New York. Um, it was, like, two years ago, I think. I did get to ask the development team one question. My photos were up on the Play Online webpage. No kidding. Um, wow. Yeah, they, they had a sub-site where they had the... But they removed it once they changed the whole setup and everything. Mm -hmm. Site yeah. no longer exists. Uh, which which uh, event yeah. was that? What was what was the name of it? It was part of an iGames tour. They were going all over the city, all the East Coast, West Coast. The last one they had was in Texas, I believe. Ah, they had a cosplay contest. They had the Taru Taru Marathon Run, which you had to <laughs> run through uh, space meadows as a level one Taru Taru. And you had to buy an item from a Velka, and you had to run through the mob, no snake, no invade, run through the entire zone without getting aggro and killing yourself. <laughs> I managed to wow. and ask Final Fantasy XI questions. <laughs> I tossed my hat up in the air, and I got my question answered, and I got to participate in it. Um, the other event they had was Ballista Tournament. It was very intense. You had to find real-life parties and gather up with real people. I tried it, one-shotted, Taro Taro dead. <laughs> <laughs> the major event thing they had there was the real development team. I only got to ask one question. What, um, what, what was your question? I asked about Vienna Deal as a whole as in the world map. They mm. got it a little mixed up. And I also kind of mentioned Ergon in there, and they mentioned community, community is expanding as a whole, blah, blah, blah. And then they mentioned Art Ergon and Tokyo Game Show. Oh, so uh, so you you actually got the uh, the skinny from there from them first before they announced it at TGS. Yeah, it was a really interesting experience. 
they had real life Mithras. Got Ooh. photo taken with and got signed by everybody at the event. Dan Sundin and all the development team also got the chance to sign it. That's amazing. I, I really wish I wish they would do another tour like this again. I I, I would love I would love to attend something like that. I also another major thing is I went to Toronto. They had this um concert called Play, a video game concert, and Noboru Oromatsu was there. I didn't personally get to see him. I only saw him from like a huge balcony and I actually got to hear some of the cool music from the games he plays and makes for for Square Enix. Well, that's that's wonderful because that's something that I've always wanted to go to. You know, the uh, uh, concert for friends, I think, is what it was called when uh, the uh, live orchestral version of many Final Fantasy yeah. songs w were were recorded. I have that recording, and every time I listen to it, I always want to be there. I'm like, oh, I would just kill to see that choir uh, singing. Argent uh, Lamb, Lamb attended it. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He got to go to that. No, no shit. He's never even told me about that. Yeah, yep. Well, that lucky bastard. Yep. <laughs> well, we appreciate your call. Was uh, was there anything else? Uh, were there any questions that you had? For I us? also would like to give a good shout out to my friend Mad Rat. He owns a, a dynamic link show, Betrayed, on the dark, and he's kind of helped help me make sure my microphone was working correctly. Well, wonderful. We're 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 glad that you have uh, been able to join us uh, on the show and uh, keep keep up your great white mage reporting. Thanks. Zero from the fairy server. You're on Limit Break Radio. Wonderful. How's it going? Uh, slow. Question for us. Yeah. What is the weirdest job combination you've ever seen and have work? I can name so many that don't work. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Okay, um, here's what, I, I haven't got to experience it firsthand yet, but in PvP, I'm always hearing about this Dark Knight White Mage who goes into Ballista and just completely owns everybody. I mean, uh, from what I've heard, there isn't a single person who can even lay a hand on this guy. Wow. So, yeah, that that's kind of interesting. Um, if you want to talk about one that didn't work, I was in a Valkyrie party with a Black Mage Warrior Goka. Well, um, it would seem that, judging by what you said, you haven't seen anybody out of it. Well, out of Polish, uh, I should say. It's, you know, and it's, and it's tough because, I mean, there are a lot of odd job combinations. A lot of times, you, you know, a lot of times Dark Knight Dragoon uh, gets, a lot of, gets a lot of, you know, weird, weird looks. Um, odder than that and still worked? Hmm. Uh, uh. Oh, I another one. Um, it doesn't seem so odd when you think about it, but when you first see it in a party situation, pa uh, Paladin White Mage, which um, I had a friend of mine whose uh, main job is a Paladin, and that's how he tanked through the uh, through the dunes. Go ahead. I'm actually very guilty of that. My Paladin has exactly Paladin White Mage. Mm -hmm. Well, it worked just fine. I mean, he kept hate more uh, than most Valkyrie tanks do, so I wasn't complaining. I did, I did this in my, like, late 50s, and I'm still doing it, actually. Well, that's good. I mean, as long as you can make a job combination work for you. I mean, I think the main problem is, is I, haven't, I haven't really experimented. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been pretty, you know, dead set on, um, uh, on, on Dark Knight and leveling for Dark Knight, you know, uh, especially other jobs I only level for subs. So 
the only jobs, the only other jobs that I really have leveled are warrior, thief, and samurai, and that's only the 37. So it's really it, it's tough for me to it, um, uh, you know come up come up with a good answer just because it, really what I'm trying to do is go from uh, whatever you know one to 37 and and as fast as I can. So uh, I end up I end up usually just cookie cuttering the hell out of it. I like I like odd job combinations though. And I, I haven't seen a ton that work, and that's why you know I think that's why we encourage so many people to try new things is because I'm just so tired of seeing you know every other uh, warrior sub ninja or or whatnot. You want me to spit out a couple of them to see what you think? Absolutely, go for it. Ninja Ranger. Um, that one is actually one that I've considered before and uh, and talked about before. Um, especially with the range, uh, with the range capabilities or, uh, lack thereof of Ninja, um, uh, you know, their throwing skill is in the A's. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it's an A plus, but I know it's, is it, is it A plus? The only job in the game that gets A plus throwing. And, and we, you know, like I said, we've discussed ninjas and throwing on the show before. Um, and, and of course, if you do have a ninja that is, uh, really uh, has you know has skilled up their throwing and um, you know it makes that makes that a big part of their job. Of course, Ninja Ranger ends up working out very well. And something else I'd like to point out is, is that in the past, uh, with other Final Fantasy games, the primary uh, job or the primary uh, attraction for Ninja was their throwing ability. Um, so it's, I mean, Ninja Ranger to me makes a ton of sense, especially for somebody who's skilled up throwing. Yeah, it's definitely something I've been wanting to try out. And uh, Ninja actually is an A minus, not an A plus in throwing. Is it? But, uh, yep, as brought up in, in a previous email, too, the only thing that's really stopping Ninjas, I think, from really taking this further is the lack of good ammo. At later yeah. levels, anyhow. Okay. Well, let me go with the experience that I had. It was, I don't know, I think it was in my late 60s or so. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't using throwing weapons. He was using a gun. Really? And well, he was tanking at the same time. And we thought that was pretty nasty. Wow. Uh, what, what, kind of, what kind of damage was he putting up? He was doing better than me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's really impressive, I got to say. I thought it was a little weird. He said, trust me, trust me, and I'm like, okay. And he gets into the party, he takes one Sidewinder, and the mob is glued to him. Well, there you go. That's, that's true. Sidewinder does some nasty damage. And he's got shadows natively a lot better than a Ranger subbing ninja does. So uh -huh. they got a bit yeah. of a plus there. This is my job combination. I've done it since level 64. I have not leveled up unless I do this. And it's rather creepy. I want to know what you think. White Mage, War. Um, you know, I, actually, I, I think Zero that I could I could speak a little bit about this. Um, a friend of mine on Titan, his name's uh, Valrout. He uh, he find, he hit seventy five with his White Mage, and now he's uh, turning his White Mage into. He's trying to DD with his white mage, and I think one of the ways that he's trying to do that is by subbing warrior. Um, now, I, I haven't really talked to him a whole lot 
about, um, you know, about his experience and, and, you know, how it's been going, but, you know, he seems to be, he seems to be doing relatively well and uh, he puts up some, some pretty good damage in, in, uh, you know, situations that I've been with him, whether it's been, you know, up against, uh, an NM or, or in a party situation. So, uh, you know, I can't confirm that. I, I'm not sure if, if, you know, when he does do the white mage DD thing, if he's sub warrior or what he subs exactly. But, um, I could see where it could have its advantages. Um, and especially, you know, especially for, uh, a DD position, I could see it. Uh, I could see it being uh, very useful. Now, Zero, what kind of ideas did you have uh, for uh, White Mage Warrior? Well, since it's something I've done, basically we have a few advantages that most other jobs don't have. For example, with all our Blessed Gear, we have like, what is it, like plus 10% to haste? Mm -hmm. I do not easier to obtain than most other gear. Yeah. Also, on that note, we have a lot of entity down gear. I mean, I pulled off a 2,000 damage he Hexa Strike. The mob hasn't even looked at me. Wow. Nice. And the tank was not exactly doing up the snuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those silly tanks. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of room for, I think, white mages to be um, DDs. I don't know, you know how well that would be accepted in party situations, but I've definitely duoed with white mages on countless occasions. And when you combine, for example, the sea cudgels with the reverend mail, and put out some pretty good numbers. Yeah, the Reverend Mail is kind of nice, but once you when you get to a weapon skill, it better be taken off because it's actually a detriment more than it is a help when you weapon skill because our primary modifiers are strength and mind. And since it's a minus side to mind, it actually hurts. What I have is I have a Blessed Brillet that just jumps in and then uh -huh. it goes back on. But really it depends on the party. For example, if I'm in a party and I have a bard, it gets really difficult to run back and forth, so I just like f it. But <laughs> yeah, I just I just sub either red or summoner, and then just stay in the back because I'm not really a fan of the running idea. Well, I, you know, and I've got to say that I think that there are more positions for white mages to be more than just the healer. I mean, really, there's there has to be something more to the job than just healing and just you know, protection and, and, and buffing and whatnot. You know what I mean? And, and so uh, it's great to hear that there are white mages out there that are really trying to find uh, not necessarily, you know, new applications for the job, but a, but a new aspect for it. Uh, I'm going to totally agree with that. I mean, every other job has more than one thing they perform in a party. I mean, I'm not sitting there the whole time just doing a SADA every 30 seconds, just like Red Mage isn't, you know, just doing support healing, but from when I played White Mage, that's all I did was just sit there and when somebody's health, you know, fell into, you know, the orange or the yellow, you pop a cure, you wait a little bit longer. Yeah, I try to make the job a little more, shall we say, exciting. Good for you for doing that, because it needs to be done. It really does. Break the mold. Do do new things. Try new things. I, I, I think that that's probably the best part of the game is find, finding new uh, you know, new job combinations or new aspects of jobs that, that work really well in different situations. Um, so, yeah, that's that's awesome. Cool. Uh, well, thank you for the call, Zero. It's a pleasure being here. Well, thank you. We, we appreciate the call, man. Thank you very much. 
Uh, Gamina from the Midgar Somer server, you're on Limit Break Radio. Hi, guys. I have a couple topics and a couple questions I want to ask you real quick. Sure. First up is, uh, I don't know, I'm pretty sure you've probably had the chance to look at the, uh, the relic gear for uh, Dark Knight, right? Yes. What's your opinion on that? Because it, for Dark Knight, it has no strength and very low accuracy and very low attacks and stuff like that. It, most of it is garbage, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> as, as far as the, the relic gear goes for Dark Knight, the only thing, the only thing that I would use from that entire set is actually the back equip. The Abyss Cape. The Abyss Cape, yeah, that. Yep. Um, accuracy plus seven, weapon skill accuracy plus seven, and magic accuracy plus seven. Yep, that would be the only piece of gear that I would use, and I'm not even sure that I would use that fully, um, just because I, I, I like my Silos mantle, I like the plus 12 attack and one accuracy I think it gives, or something like that. Yeah, Dark Knight Relic, I'll get it just to have it and look cool and run around for a little bit, and then I'll probably throw it in the storage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I recently decided that the only things in Dynamics worth getting at all would be that cape, uh, the brutal earring, and mm-hmm. the the relic scythe and greatsword. Yep, I recently acquired my relic greatsword the other day, and uh, haven't even begun to thought about upgrading it. I put it actually in my. Uh, in, into storage, actually, uh, not even in, into my Mog Locker or safe. It went straight into uh, Mog House storage. So there is very few pieces of Dynamis gear that I would that I would want. The the Abyss Cape is really the. Uh, I mean, I think the reason that I do Dynamis is is really uh, just more for fun, um, and also for the 100s uh, for upgrading, uh, uh, you know, upgrading weapons. I looked into the upgrading of the weapon. It's it's a very long process, probably going to take a long time, so I'm not sure if I'm even going to go for it. Yeah, it's, it's questionable whether to even, you know, shoot for, uh, for upgrading all those weapons, although the payoff is so huge. I mean, I would just love to one day see a Nero running around with a Ragnarok, and, and oh, it'd be so cool. They're pretty amazing weapons, but it's a pretty far-off goal, and I've, I've recently decided I'm probably going to just skip the dynamic aspect and head for uh, Sky and uh, Sea. Yeah, um, you know, Sky Gear is, is remarkably better than uh, the Dynamis Gear, and, um, and, and some, of the, some of the Grand Gear also is, is really good. Uh, and, and considerably better than the Dynamis gear. Although I think I have, I, I think you're right. I think I am going to be giving up on on Dynamis here uh, in a little bit in lieu of Salvage. Actually, um, I think I'm going to be putting all my efforts into Salvage because that gear is just phenomenal. Yeah, I looked up a little bit of it. It's pretty amazing. I, I think I still want Home Am though. The, the stuff from C. That's a pretty amazing set. Yeah, absolutely. Another question I wanted to ask you guys is, I know you both have your own link shows on your own servers, not ones you started, but ones you're in, and uh, I was wondering, are they social link shows, or are they H&Ms, or what? My main LF is Strength of Odin, and it's sort of a social event link shell. We do plan events, and if people need help with things, we help out. But, uh, you know, it's not something that you're going to join if you want to go into endgame, uh, if you want endgame priority. So, pretty simple. 
as as far as link shells go, uh, yeah, I, I my LS is both social and end game. It's called Pariah on Titan. Uh, we're just starting it up. I had I recently left another HNM link shell to help uh, try to start this one up, and uh, and hopefully it will will be successful. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. So it's 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 interesting that you ask about that just because uh, that started very very recently. Yeah, I asked about it because that's my 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 social link shell is going through the same sort of thing. We were a social link shell, but we have a lot of high level people, and a lot of them want to do more end game stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. And instead of having instead of having everybody leave and do dynamic link shells and and HM and M link shells, we decided that what we're going to do is we're going to try and casually sort of do it as a group, but you can still go to your H and M and your dynamic link shells. Yeah, that's and and that's a that's a pretty good way to do it. And um, and although I I will I will tell you this because uh, one of my link shells went through a similar process uh, uh, a, a year ago or so. And uh, the the only thing that you that you have to watch out for is attendance. And that's that's the biggest part. That's the biggest frustration of any H and M link shell is getting enough people there. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree because our strength of Odin, a lot of our members are starting to get into the 70 plus range. So to the point where if we wanted to, we probably could organize some end game stuff. And so we've been pushing people through some COP and whatnot. But again, it it, it comes down to who's going to show up. Yeah, very true. I want to ask you about uh, taking pride in your jobs and stuff that you do. Like for me, I'm I'm a Dark Knight level 70 right now, and Ever since I started the game at North American release, um, I've, I've always had to get like the best gear and stuff. I, I take lots of pride in farming for the hours and hours to buy the Hubergian and the Huberk and the Scorpion Harness from when I leveled Thief. And I find that it, it's not even about being an elitist. It's just about feeling like you're doing your job right and, and taking the pride and to be like proud of it. Absolutely. I could not possibly agree with you more. I take a lot of pride in my job. And, you know, I used to joke around and say, oh, I'm the best Dark Knight on Titan, which is a lie. Uh, I'll admit it. I'm not the best Dark Knight on Titan. But I like to think that I care the most about Dark Knight on Titan. That may not be true, but I like to think it at least. Yep. Uh, oh, let's see. I think uh, about my job uh, overall is the fact that we're the only ones of our type. You know, you have multiple healing jobs, DD jobs, but you only have one hate management job. Now, I know that everyone can sub-thief and still get the same results, but not everyone subs it and does it correctly. Personally, I think uh, a couple things that, that I pride myself on is uh, there was one time when uh, I did a Sada shark bite onto our backup tank, and the paladin couldn't get hate back. He... Uh, it was about 15 seconds after he had Invincible that he finally got the hate off the backup tank. So that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, my highest damage record, which is 2.2k shark fight with uh, 2.2k light skill chain. Uh, were, was there any other questions that you, uh, that you had for us? Well, a quick one. How, how many tries did it take you to beat Matt uh, and Nero? I don't know if I want to openly admit this. But... <laughs> I'll, I'll say mine first if you want. <laughs> it took me uh, three tries before I actually got a, uh, a a perfect strategy for beating him every time from uh, the the best tar- Dark Knight I have ever met, partied with, seen in my 
entire time on the game. His name's Prototype. I know that I sent a shout-out to him before. I'm going to send another one to him. He recently left the game, which I'm really bummed about. But it took me, it took me two or three, I, I, I want to say three tries uh, to beat Matt. I want to say it took me almost three times as many times because it took me eight tries. Wow. Oh, ooh. Ouch. I, I, I quit Final Fantasy XI after the fifth try. I, I was oh. gone for about six months, and I had, I had given away 20 million gil when I left. I sold all my gear, gave it away. Wow. I came back after six months. I re-farmed back all my gear, got a Hubert, got everything, got a Scorpion harness, got all my gear back, and did three more tries, and I finally beat them with thanks for the help of my friends and Link Shells and stuff. Well, congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, and, and, and I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, that, that you didn't give up and that you came back and, and kicked his ass. It's amazing, though. Like, the, uh, the final time when I finally did kill him, it was, seemed so easy, like... I was amazed. I was like, oh, that was easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously people say that thieves have, have it easy because all they have to do is steal from them. Uh, within each attempt, you have two tries to steal if you wait for your timer to recharge. So my first test, I stole twice, failed. My second test, I stole twice, failed. So the third time, I'm like, I'll go in and try and steal again, but I'm bringing, you know, uh, damage or, you know, some damage dealing gear, you know, just in case. And my first attempt to steal, I missed, so I just, you know, laid into him as far as melee goes, and it was a lot easier than, you know, I thought it would be or that anyone made it out to be, so. Yeah, my Steve friends said the same thing. It's pretty variable. I mean, that fights vary. There are a lot of people who get stuck on it and just stay there forever. I mean, there was, uh, especially Red Mages. I think Red Mages have it especially tough when it comes to Matt. But that's okay, because uh, they got it pretty easy when it comes to everything else. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know about that, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, they definitely, they definitely have a tough on Matt, though, for sure. Theirs has got to be the hardest one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They, they, they have a, a, they have it really tough. And there's a, a poor red mage friend of mine who, uh, who's in my LS, who was uh, zero for eighteen tries on Matt, and was just so frustrated. Cool, great. Well, we appreciate uh, we appreciate the call, and uh, and and take care. Okay, guys, thanks for having me. Okay, next up we have Antithesis from the Azura server, a level seventy three monk Golka. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, guys. I kind of want to discuss uh, two things. One, first off, the prices the price drops from all the servers on the auction house. Like I've been seeing, like a whole bunch of of uh, the prices have gone down massively. Seriously, mm -hmm. like I remember the Scorpion Harness on my server. A server sir is like infamous for being one of like, the most expensive servers, and now ever since the decline of the RMT, it's been like you is so the, the prices of things are so low. I just remember that uh, one time we had on our server. Well, Callow, have you ever farmed Silk Thread before? Uh, yes, I have. Used to be my number one income. Uh, how much was it worth on Titan? Uh, Odin, actually. When I used to farm it, it would go for 25 to 30k a stack. Well, on Asura, there was one time that it went up to 100k per stack. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yep, it was that crazy. My friend, uh, my friend Zona, 
she mentioned that she was like in farming heaven. She she almost made a meal in one day from farming silk because oh uh, she absolutely was, she was uh just a level forty three uh forty three uh, thief at this moment I think and she was in maze of Shakrami and farming as much silk as she get as she could get even though she had a, a thief treasure hunter too she wasn't getting as many jobs it seems that the drop system is still screwed up in some way but I've I've seen I've heard people that had a treasure hunter uh. Three with a thief's knife from Sozu Rockbury that they were just in farming heaven and I think uh, Aniro you said that in a previous show one of your main farming incomes was um, the tree cuttings from the in the sanctuary of Zeta from the Guthus yeah I have spent more time there than I ever cared to <laughs> <laughs> well on our server at this moment it's uh, about 150k per stack of uh, cuttings but before it used to be almost 400k K per stack for cuttings. Okay, here's here's one of the main reasons I think that we're seeing a decline in the economy of every server. And and by decline, I don't mean you know that the server economy is is declining. It's just just that the prices are declining. And I I think and I I don't know maybe it's just me. I gotta say I've seen a lot of action taken since the RMT task force was created. I mean, if you go over to to the Play Online website, there was just another recent round of bannings, not as big as the last time, but uh, it, it says that just about 7,500 Play Online accounts were terminated, and and they do a breakdown for this as well. The end result, of course, uh, is the removal of it says 6.2 billion gil. Like I said, not as as big as as the last round of bannings, but still a, a significant, uh, you know, a, a significant round from uh, the RMT task force. Yeah, true. Well, thank you, Antithesis. Thank you for your call. Yes, thank you very much. Also, um, that's uh, that's all the time that we have for Limit Break Radio's spectacular annual Platinum Extravaganza Edition Colin Bonanza Special Volume 1. Uh, we want to thank everyone that uh, took the time out of, of their personal lives and their playing time to give us a call and, uh, and, and hang out on, uh, on Skype with us for a while. We want to thank uh, Gordor for calling back in and letting us know how he's doing. And uh, I think that, that some really good topics were brought up and some really good discussion. And so thank you to everyone who, uh, who took the time to call. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, too. A completely different experience than what we're used to. Absolutely. And uh, you'll definitely be seeing more events like this in the future. So uh, make sure to keep checking LimitBreakRadio.com. Sign up on our forums. Uh, get a hold of us by email. We're trying to make ourselves as available as possible. So uh, I know that we don't get to every email or every PM or every message that we get on the board, but uh, we try to and, uh, and know that we do read your messages and, and that we appreciate all of the kind words and, and all of the support and participation that you've been giving us. And also, there have been a lot more link shells popping up on the different servers. I know there's one up on Fenrir now. Uh, also on Ferry, so make sure you're checking out our forums to see if those are there, and uh, definitely get hold of the sack holders. Well, we hope that you enjoyed Limit Break Radio's spectacular annual Platinum Extravaganza Edition Call-In Bonanza Special Volume 1, and uh, hopefully down the line we'll, uh, we'll see more volumes of, uh, of, uh, of this event. 
And so thank you for, for being uh, part of this, this grand experiment, uh, everyone. And uh, we, will, uh, we will return soon with Arjit and Sale. And, uh, and we hope everyone has a, has a great and happy holidays and, uh, and, a, and a safe new year. Master and Vanna Dila registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and plan line of trademarks of Square Enix. Limit breaking its hosts are solely responsible for its content.